knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Well, all right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Today... We're going to talk about meat. Um, I don't know. Uh, a lot of you guys have seen, uh, you know, there was that Tucker Carlson story of, uh, you know, the food processing plants being shut down and, and, you know, all the conspiracy theorists are like, hey, what the hell? And anytime you look at the like little Reuters fact check or they had the Snopes fact check, I don't even know if Snopes is a thing anymore i know they used to be but i don't really see them critiquing my shit anymore so i don't know yeah um but either way bottom line is they're like oh well nobody's investigated it and nobody found anything so clearly that means there's nothing there move along um a lot of theirs are like well it's completely false because they say these 12 happened this year and it really some of the ones they cite as examples happened in the previous year or whatever. And mm-hmm. actually I got to say, I, I started like writing them down and, and documenting them and there's tons out there. You can go way past 12 since February and it's only June, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I had, I guess it started like it got into people's minds, April 14th, a plane crashed into a Idaho potato and food processing plant and it killed the pilot and burned down the plant. Then 
April 22nd, another plane crashes. And the thing is, it was near a General Mills plant. Now, when they say near, they're trying to make you think like, oh, it could have been five miles away. Well, no, it was near so that it took out six tractor trailers in the parking lot. Yeah, that's pretty near. That's pretty near. Um, And that was in Georgia. So, all right, you know, whatever that, you know, the guy was either, you know, I mean, I, I know they tried to crash a plane into, you know, maybe the White House, but they ended up in a field in Pennsylvania. You know, sometimes it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go, right? But all right, mm-hmm. we're going to dismiss that as, as you know, planes crash. But I got to say, two in, in eight days, that is kind of weird, right? Um, February 5th, there was a Wisconsin River Meats had uh, a big fire, burned the place down. Uh, mm-hmm. Shearer's Food in Oregon on February 22nd, they had a propane boiler explode. I guess it happens. It's weird. Um, March 17th in Indiana, this is a bigger one, the Walmart Distribution Center. You guys don't realize, but these distribution centers are huge. I was looking at some, and they were like, oh, but that's a small factory. It didn't matter. And they're like, yeah, they only lost 50,000 pounds of grain 35,000 pounds of meat. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, that to me sounds big. To me, that's significant, you know, but who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, Nestle Hot Pockets in Arkansas, March 22nd. They burned down. Oh, Um, you start messing with my Hot Pockets, man. We're going to have some problems. Meat market in butcher shop in New Hampshire caught on fire. A soybean processing tank caught on fire in Virginia at a Purdue plant. Um, Real fresh onion packing, March 31st, April 13th, Taylor Farms food service production in California. Uh, May 28th, Minnesota fire at a commercial egg farm. 200,000 chickens. Um, Now, let's talk about, well, so here's the thing. So they, they, there were tons, dude. I, I just stopped writing them down. There was a ton more. And some of the evidence I had suggested that they do have factory fires a lot. And believe it or not, it is a lot more frequent than you would think. But the way they dismiss it is just kind of weird. So Reuters said they fact-checked it, and it's not true because in the ones they mentioned, out of the 12 they mentioned, two of them – didn't do severe damage. And I'm like, yeah, because when I did my research, I found another 30 or 40 that did, and none of them were declared arson. So that was another thing that, you know, somehow made it fact for them. Now, I don't know what the percentage is on, you know, how how able they are to investigate. I mean, when a factory burns down... I do feel like they usually get to the bottom of it, um, mm-hmm. you know, of what caused it. But right. I, I don't know. Um, so anyway, so I was going to move on. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of lot of factories burning down. A lot of factories are burning down. Um, All right. So they talked to one of the uh, the senior vice president of communication, so the guy who they does public relations at the National Chicken Council. I didn't even know that was a thing, but it turns out Okay. Tom Super told Reuters 
via email that he thinks it's just fake news. Now, here's what he said, though, and this is why I kind of am like, eh, you're kind of an idiot. This is a direct quote. I wrote it word for word. It's, I can only speak for chicken, but like any manufacturing plant or industry, there are generally a few fires that occur each year. Um, the uh, Each year across the country, the majority are accidental and are contained rather quickly and certainly not enough to affect the chicken supply. Now, I got to say, I feel like price is higher in chicken. You've seen that? I know at most local stores, I actually am having a hard time buying the different cuts of chicken. I was Mm kind of under the impression it was more they didn't have people to process it. But all right. But a little more research I did. April 28th, um, there's an egg-laying factory that ended up killing 5.3 million chickens because they had one case of avian flu. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, 5.3 million chickens, to me, that's significant. But then I looked a little bit further. Believe it or not, in the last 24 months, they've killed – or no, sorry, in the last two months, they've killed 24 million chickens because of fear of avian flu. 24 right. million sounds like a lot of chicken. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like that's significant. But yeah. bottom line is it, it doesn't really matter what the cause is. I just know that our food costs are going up. And, and that's kind of my point. meat prices are going up significantly. And meat prices are going up dramatically, right? The The availability does seem to be diminished in some capacity, whether it's, you know, the layer of, or yeah, the level of, uh, you know, conspiracy, I'm not really sure. I kind of find it pretty suspicious. I also find it weird that nobody cares to look into it. Yeah. You know, that I find concerning. Um, Like, I mean, I know you could dismiss it as well. It, It just happens. But it was also weird that Biden came out and was like, yeah, we're gonna have all these food shortages coming up. And then all this shit happened. That Mm kind of sounds weird to me. Um, Now, he was kind of attributing it to Ukraine and like that. He's like, well, if we go to war with Russia, there's a lot of wheat and stuff that comes out of there. And and there is actually a lot of stuff that comes out of Ukraine. Right. That, again, not me, but stuff that wouldn't affect our food prices and costs and and like that. So something to – Oh, I actually, there were a couple of points they had in the Reuters article I thought were funny. They said, uh, they, um, they said that, you know, it really isn't a big deal because why would anybody care if a cinnamon toast crunch factory burned down? I like cinnamon toast crunch. So I, I care, you know, just because <laughs> you don't agree with me. Um, mm-hmm. Then uh, they also, yeah, that, that's it. I just, I, I was worried about them dismissing Cinnamon Toast Crunch like we don't care. Kevin's worried about right. his Hot Pockets. I mean, I feel like you kind of got breakfast taken out. If you don't right. have Hot Pockets and you don't have Cinnamon Toast Crunch, what are you mm-hmm. left with? Yeah, I mean, you know what? God Eggo forbid, waffles, next thing really? on the list is, right. yeah, the next thing on the list is the Pop-Tarts, man. 
Right. We're just going to be out of luck. Go, go down. We're, we're done. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just find it a little, a little weird to just dismiss it. Like it's nothing. And I like right. that, that people's argument of, well, it hasn't been proven true. So therefore it automatically is false. I, I find that that doesn't ring true with me, you know, that, but bottom line, we're show about prepping survival, that kind of stuff. So what can we do about it? Right. That's the whole right. point is you need to prepare. And I know, you know, mm-hmm. lately we've been kind of saying, Hey, you know, you should have listened to us before. Uh, it would have been cool if you had stockpiled when we suggested it and that's all true, but it's still not too late. Um, yeah. You know, you and it's not really helpful wanna... information to say you're fucked now. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. I was about to go on another tirade and I, I try and <laughs> try and slow it down. I'll see, save it for the end. Um, so bottom line, you can grow a lot of meat yourself. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. vegetables, farming and, and, and like that, you can grow a lot of food that way and, and really get a great yield. Uh, I would recommend you check out that book, uh, uh, Secret Garden of Survival. They come up with a lot of neat ideas for the whole vegetable end. But today we're talking about meat. Um, so there's a couple animals that you could do to set up your homestead to really change things. And I got to say, chickens are a great place to start. Right. Um, one of the things is chickens are kind of, they consider like the gateway farm animal, you know, for the homesteader, because they really are easy. I mean, they don't need vets. They don't need medical attention, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just a chicken. If it dies, you know, I I know some of you love your chickens. You put them on t-shirts and, and it's great. And I'm horrible for saying that, but it's, it's, it's chicken. Right. Um, Yeah. So, and honestly, a side of predators, I think out of, I've probably raised about 60 chickens and I would say maybe two we've lost to illness. You know, the rest were from, from predators. Yeah. And yeah, I've got a you know, problem illness, right now, actually they get weird infections or something, but yeah. Yeah. I've got a, an issue right now, and if you any any of you guys listening have some suggestions, let me know. But I've got a uh, peregrine peregrine hawk that like lives lives in my area and has been snatching up my ducks. So that means that I have to keep the ducks, you know, contained in a smaller area to keep them protected, and you know, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Um. But yeah, uh, two in the last three months have been snatched up. And I see this hawk come come by every day. He comes by and sits in a tree and, and watches, waiting to see somebody slipping. And you can't actually kill them le- legally, the hawks. Um, I think in New York you can catch them, which I don't know what that means. I don't know how I would do, do that. I think I think a pellet gun is, is pretty quiet. But anyway... Um, so there's so the the great thing about raising chickens and and ducks and any kind of bird is the uh eggs. You know, you can get a lot of uh consistent protein coming from from your eggs. And that's uh like you like you said it's it's kind of like the uh uh the first animal you're going to get on your farm if you if you're going to be raising animals. Um but there's some other great 
animals that you can raise for meat for low cost and low space. And the one I'm thinking of right off the top of my head is rabbits. Yeah. Now I have a lot of information on rabbits. Okay. Can I just say though, when I was a kid, I was a 4-H nerd and I raised rabbits. I do have, have a little bit of experience with them. And I will say that rabbits actually do fuck like rabbits and reproduce fast. Dude, I have a statistic that is mind-blowing. So they said that one pair of rabbits – now, this is obviously exponential, right? Right. You know, with the, the ones that are bred end up breeding and they breed and they breed and it grows. One pair of rabbits over four years can produce four million rabbits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. Now – you're like, well, that's like fucking like rabbits. That's insane. Well, the idea is predators eat baby rabbits and regular rabbits like fucking crazy. Right. But guess what? We could be that predator. Yeah. My my cat actually brought a rabbit to me this morning. Exactly. They're like, hey, you know, um, I used to we had a, a neighbor when I was a kid that uh, their dog would like set a dead rabbit on the front porch every day because like, Hey, look, I'm bringing in, you know, turning my keep. I'm like, you know, Hey, that's, he's looking out. So there's a lot of different breeds for meat rabbits. Um, they're typically, I have read now I've never tried this or wanted to try this, not rabbits, but, uh, catching a wild rabbit and having it live in captivity, they actually kind of get depressed and just, like won't do anything and kind of right. end up dying. Uh, not a good way to go. Now, if you could catch baby wild rabbits and then kind of bring them up, you might be all right. You might be able to pull that off. Um, and I mean, you could try it, I guess, if you're stuck in a situation and you got to start from nothing. Um, you know, hey, I would try it. I would try and keep them contained. I would have as big of a uh, you know containment area as I could and I would – you know, then kind of work off the babies, you know, Um, but you see what you could do there. But anyway, so catching wild rabbits is not exactly the answer on that. And the wild rabbits, you're going to be smaller. You're you're looking at like kind of two to four pounds of meat is what you would get um, off a wild rabbit. Mm -hmm. But these rabbits that you grow for breeding or for meat, that's a whole other ball game. Uh, the right. most common that I see in, in my research is usually uh, New Zealand rabbits. Mm-hmm. And they'll end up giving you 9 to 12 pounds of meat. And they lay 14 bunnies per pregnancy. And they're mature enough to eat at eight weeks. So, And you basically end up with six to eight um, litters a year is usually how that will work. So that's a lot of bunnies, uh, 60, 80, 84. So something like 84, 85 bunnies every year. That ain't bad. And a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll have one male and two females. So you can kind of keep that going. You can hit pretty good numbers. Um, another popular one is uh, Californian. Uh, they're 8 to 12 pounds, and but they only have 6 to 8 each letter. So that cuts back. Uh, a lot of people like the Rex bunnies. And if you remember the story of the Velveteen Rabbit, he was a, a Rex. All right. That, that's okay. the kind. So that's the bonus there is you get the really nice fur, right? Like where they're like ridiculously soft. 
And if you pick uh-huh. out, you know, the right ones, they're usually seven to 11 pounds for the litter. And, but you get the bonus of the fur. They usually have six to 12. They call them kits, uh, the little bunnies, every uh, litter. And again, that's six to eight a year. So that's your kind of neighborhood. Uh, you can do a lot of meat. Now, the reason people get excited about rabbits is they say rabbits are about four pounds of feed to one pound of meat yield. All right. Whereas mm-hmm. a cow is seven pounds of feed to one pound of meat. So you see where rabbits are actually giving you more for your money. And I got to say, you don't have to worry about keeping them in the freezer or whatever. You can kind of do a rabbit as needed, right? Like you kill right. the rabbit and you're like, yep, dinner tonight. You kill yeah. the cow, a cow you're or like, a goat. fuck, now yeah. I got to deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not yeah, just dealing with dinner tonight when you deal yeah. with a cow. Let's be clear, yeah. though. If you're raising animals for meat, you have to be the butcher. You're not going to save any money by doing that and then oh, no, not processing not your own meat. And that's also where cows tend to get complicated. Um, mm-hmm. Cows, if you have a decent amount of grazing land, they can still be pretty profitable if you're going to the butcher. But mm-hmm. like Kevin said, you're, you're not having somebody process your chickens or your bunnies and – you uh you know end up winning on that same thing uh i was reading that people process a goat for about 50 bucks i mean i don't know maybe they will i don't think in today's times that's really realistic i know i well, talked to I'll the guys tell you at the something farmers that, honestly about yeah about goats about processing goats nobody wants to do it um because you have to you have to convince the goat to not be scared of you you have to be friendly with the goat goats are intelligent so you have to befriend the goat and then cut its throat, which nobody really likes doing, you know. And if you've ever had goats, you know that, you know, it's like killing your dog, you know. They're, they're nice animals. They're, they're good. They're smart. You know, they, they listen. You can teach them things. And you don't really want to be the guy that's killing goats. Nobody does. So I, I, would, I know people that process meat, and every one of them has said that they, they wouldn't wouldn't kill a goat. Right. Um, I would say if you guys go deer hunting, that kind of stuff, you need to watch some videos. You need to figure out how to process your own, uh, you know, meat. And once you do that, once you've done a deer, do a rabbit, do some other little things. You know, you don't need to have big rabbit breeds, but cut up the little things and, and see what you can do. Um, mm-hmm. you know, watch a YouTube video cause there's so much easier ways to do it. If you know what you're doing, as opposed to jumping in, um, the, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to a, a great book that I have. I, I don't know. It's some kind of like processing meat for whatever. So I'll, I'll put it in the notes cause I don't have it right in front of me, but, uh, that kind of covers all the wild game and all the different animals, uh, that would be helpful. This is a skill you want to learn now beforehand and you want to try out. And that's the thing. You want to get the right knives. You know, you want to say, hey, you know, if I learn how to string it up or if I learn to, you know, cut the wrists of the animal and go vent to vent and whatever, the little things you do about gutting an animal or, you know, bleeding it out, different things make it so much easier after um, instead of trying to figure it out in a stressful situation where you end up with half the meat wasted. 
Right. Um, that's, that's not the way to go. But rabbits are just amazing. Um, again, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. It does look like for like a full-on rabbit production kind of facility, you're probably looking at like 800 bucks to do it nice and easy. But again, everything's mm. always a trade-off, right? Time and money. Um, you could probably make one out of scrap crap and do something and have no problem. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes of this girl I had talked about a little while ago. It's like if you just search, I think it's like Tiffany's uh, Rabbit Hutch or something. She does a nice video and has a link to some cages that seem pretty awesome. And right out of the gate, like if throwing money at a problem is the way to go, it seems like the right answer. Um, but again, you could rig up something just for two bunnies and whatever. Uh, if you want to save money on feed for your rabbits, they do. And same for chickens. They have something called a chicken tractor. Um, right. My chickens are free range, but with the wife, I don't know. I end up feeding them way more than I feel like I should be. Um, like <clears> I buy feed that, right. I don't know. It keeps them laying nice eggs and whatever. But I feel like if I just kind of add them free range. But I also have a pretty big fenced property, so it works out. But I still... I've lost, I think, I don't know, maybe as many as 10 chickens over the two years to predators um, mm-hmm. over the two years that I've been here. So you got to weigh it out. Uh, but again, that's still easier for me than a chicken tractor or something. And it gets me out hunting every now and again, shooting foxes or whatever needs to be done. Don't say that out loud. Um, I, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's legal. That's legal here. We, we, you know, I'm not in the communist state of New York. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, no, you do what you got to do. But uh, as far as I've lost some to owls and I'm not out shooting owls in the nighttime, you know, what are you going to do? It, it's yeah. kind of the game. The idea is the chickens are supposed to go in the coop. And if they're too stupid and want to sleep on the roof of the house, <laughs> then what am I going to do? You know, it's like you're the idiot. You know, I can only do right. so much for you at this point. Um, you know, or keeping snakes out of the chicken coop, right? That's, that's my mm-hmm. latest problem. Um, some of you guys, I uh, saw a picture I put up of that, but it, it's always, uh, something going on, you know, you have to be, you know, out there protecting and doing, but if you start this stuff now, and again, I understand a lot of you, this isn't the episode for you. You live in the city, you have a small apartment, whatever, not where I'd want to be when the economy's turning to crap and whatever. You know, you always hear the stories of the Great Depression and you hear about all the farmers and stuff and they're like, yeah, we didn't even know that happened. Like we didn't see it. You know, now mind you, they were poor at the beginning and they were poor at the end, but right. they still had food on the table. You know, that's the difference. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's kind of the life that you choose, but I don't know. You do what you got to do. Uh, what else? So basically my suggestion, th- this is the ideal setup. I watched a lot of videos of people uh, who I, uh, you know, do a hundred percent of their meat. Now I end up working out with other local farmers and, and figure out, you know what to do, but people who don't buy any meat. One of the examples I saw had six layer hens, uh-huh. 25 meat, meat chickens um now the 25 meat chickens they do all at once and they said you want to do it really in the springtime 
because you don't want to one butcher animals when it's hot out. It sucks. It it, it sucks because you got flies and bugs and all kinds of things. The right. bugs are desperate to get in there. You're desperate to get the meat processed super quick because it's warm and it's going bad. Whereas if you can do it in the spring where it's still kind of cool out, not a big deal. Um, eight to ten weeks, you can raise chickens from you know egg to uh, edible, uh, ready to go in the freezer. They do twenty five chickens a year. Do it in the one shot and then put butcher them all at eight or ten weeks. Throw them in the freezer and they're good to go. Pigs, they recommend one pig because I, I found in when I was in New York, when it was me, the wife, and one kid, no, me, the wife, and two kids, we could get away with a quarter of a cow, one pig, and I don't know, we didn't buy chicken in advance, you know, on that. So I don't really right. know, but we did a quarter of a cow and one pig was enough for my family. We had the bigger family of, I had the two boys, two girls, and mom and dad. We were doing a half a cow a year. Um, and we'd have a little bit left over with the half a cow. I mm-hmm. uh, Basically, I think at that point, I was alternating between a half and a quarter each year. Right. So you kind of decide on that. Again, that cow can be replaced by rabbits, which is my dream for the future. But I haven't pulled that off yet. Um, these people were saying they do one cow but again, they're the same thing. They said they were eating a half a cow a year. They do one pig for their family, 25 layer hens, or sorry, six layer hens, 25 meat hens, and that's it. Uh, they had talked about doing a goat for dairy, but not for meat. That might be something you might want to consider. Um, back to rabbits. Rabbits, you can expect anywhere from 115 to about... 300 pounds a year for one pair and again one pair you can up that by just adding one one more rabbit and having one buck and two females two does if you will and you could double your meat supply on that that might be something to really look at i think i'm gonna definitely get into rabbits it's still probably a year out uh just man everything is so hard to get up and get going you know i'm still trying to get the whole farm end of it yeah. going you know the the planning and fields and fences and whatever but that can do a lot for you um they say uh basically cost to raise uh rabbits seem to come in at about a dollar 68 ducks anywhere from and this is a pound mm-hmm. um ducks seem to be uh 223 a pound for if you're feeding them crap they said if you feed them better stuff it's like five thirty-eight a pound, so that's a little expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. Grass-fed beef is a dollar sixty-four a pound, so it comes in a little cheaper. Pig comes in at about two thirteen a pound. Um, chicken at about thirty-three cents a pound. Goats at about a dollar twenty-five a pound. Now I know goats eat a lot of, you know, you can just kind of free range them. You don't even have to supplement too much. I think part of that dollar twenty-five was butcher. You can save a lot of money on any meat if, if you, you know, the more land you have and more free ranging you do, you know, All day. Uh, pigs, pigs can be very expensive, but they can also take care of themselves if they have en- enough space or at least to an extent, if they have enough space to, to move around and, and takes a lot more space for, for a pig than a chicken, you know, um, 
Now, what do you think about uh, small game small game hunting? Uh, a lot of people disregard it. A lot of people don't bother with it. Um, but, you know, squirrel, rabbit, um, turkey, a lot of these things are worthwhile and they're just walking through your yard. Um, if you if you know how to do it and you know how to butcher the animal, you can save a lot of money on, on uh, meat. You know, obviously a squirrel doesn't have a whole lot of meat on it, but, you know, you can get a few squirrels a day, you know. Uh, I would stay away from... Uh, raccoons, they taste terrible and they're a lot of work to make them not taste terrible. Um, any sort of stuff that digs in your trash is not really worthwhile. You also want to be conscientious of parasites. So you want to do some good cooking. Now, one of the animals that is kind of in the small game hunting area in certain countries is cat. Now I've never eaten a cat. Um, there are some places where, where, it's a little bit more common. Uh, some some Is people that in Chinese Australia, restaurants. Well, let me tell you something. I, I was looking into it. So they don't eat a lot of cat in China, except for the province of Guangdong. And ah. there, the the people, the the older people say that it's cat is a good warming food during the winter months. Um, nice. They also have a dish where cat is a main ingredient, and the, the dish is called Dragon Tiger Phoenix. Which is it's Ooh. basically uh, a meal made with uh, snake meat, uh, cat meat, and chicken. Which uh, you know, I'm not really interested in trying that, but whatever. Different strokes, man. Um, I have eaten dog, which I would recommend against doing. It's not good. Um, and you feel bad. Uh, yeah, you feel bad about it too. Uh, when I was in, uh, I was doing a little bit of research in it, and it said the U.S. military used to do that during like the the years of West Westward expansion. The U.S. Army, uh, if they were short on food, the order they would they would uh, kill things and uh, was horses, then mules, and then dogs. After that, you know, you don't want to be eating dog meat because it just doesn't taste good. Um, uh, squab. Now, squab is is pigeon, um, and it's and if you're going to buy that online, it's about twenty five dollars a pound, which is ridiculous. Uh, if you live in New and York City, you New can York just City, snatch them right. up. Yeah, so uh, you know it's something not worth buying. But if you know if you see pigeons around, they're you know they're not bad food. I've I've eaten squab before, and it was cooked. Uh, in a terrible way. It t- t- didn't taste good, but the meat itself was was not was not bad. Um, turtle, snapping turtles. Um, I've eaten nice. turtle before. Uh, well, all right. So when I looked up turtle, it said that there's seven different distinct types of meat that come off of one snapping turtle, and they're okay. comparable to pork, chicken, beef, shrimp, veal, fish, or goat, depending on the piece you're eating. Now. I've eaten turtle, and it's somehow mushy and chewy at the same time. Um, so don't expect it to actually taste good. You know, don't don't be like, well, I'll just get the uh, the pork part. Now nah, it, it's all pretty fucking gross. Um, if you're desperate, and if you have snapping turtles, that's great. But I wouldn't go out of I my way to, if, to get it. Right, but if snapping turtles are part of your plan. Or you're really like, hey, I'm a live off the land kind of guy, and you have the swampy areas and stuff around you. Right. 
watch some videos now. Mm-hmm. Figure out how to freaking deal with that kind of thing because it's not – it doesn't look easy or fun to me. I, I know people do it, but yeah, figure it out. You know, watch how it's done. I know that all the animals that I process, after I've watched a video or seen somebody do it, you know, I, I know I hate – that we live in a world that you have to go to YouTube and find the one guy that knows how to do it mm-hmm. as opposed to when it would be like, Oh, go ask Johnny up the road. Right. He does those, you, you know, know, the crazy uncle live that lives that across town. Yep. Right. And I mean, if you find out, if you find that guy and can really use him as a resource, you really need to take advantage of that and don't let these skills die. But just the same Maybe you watch all the videos, do the research, and maybe you become that guy. You know, I mean, you need to kind of keep some of these skills alive. You know, that's one of the big things that we become so dependent as a society. Like, we need the infrastructure. We need our government. We need to be taken care of because nobody cares about the skills to take care of ourselves. Um, You know, it's great that you know, we're going to, uh, you know, have a world where everything's automated and machines and robots and computers and whatever. But the bottom line is we do absolutely become dependent on it. And such a large majority of the world would die without it now because we don't know how to live any other way. We don't know how to take care of ourselves. And that's kind of a scary idea. You know, I mean, I know the idea is like, well, it'll always be there. You know, technology's here. And, you know, there's a good chance it kind of always will. It's going to be technology that kills us. So, you know, it's going to mm-hmm. be the robots that come and kill us. So, yeah, your, your argument could be right. But it also could just be one EMP away from trying to have to figure that shit out for yourself. And yeah. there's really – there's some fun in it too. You know, those skills – they they kind of they give some validity to you being a man or or being a provider and taking care of yourself. You know they say that men actually have less testosterone now and and we're becoming more uh, you know wussified as society goes on. I don't know the word that we should be using. It's microplastics. Here. It's all microplastics. Microplastics. That's, doing that's what's yep. doing us in. All right. Mm-hmm. It could be that, or it could be that we don't get out and hunt. We don't do anything. We just all sit and stare at our phones and worry about nonsense. And the closest thing to, uh, you know, going out and eating something is is playing uh, some bullshit game on the Internet, you know. So, right. I don't know. I'm just saying you might want to look into that. I know it's a great YouTube channel, Deer Meat for Dinner. Um, that guy seems to find ways to cook and clean and, and do everything. Has a lot of neat need different things they all yeah. seem to come back to the same recipe but you know yeah meat eater is a great show too where he has a a lot of different different yeah. types of of food that he butchers and and cooks um now let's talk real quick about uh you know people are saying chuck kevin i'm not gonna do any of this bullshit this shit yes. all seems like work i'm not doing any of this shit so what you can do right now is is and stock up on gross meat. and slippery. Yeah, okay. it's gross and slimy and yep. yep. Uh, so let's talk about buying some meat right now. Um, if you want to get get good prices on poultry right now, you're gonna have to get the lot less processed stuff. You know, don't go straight for the chicken breast, um, thighs and meat, all that stuff. 
get the less processed stuff that you have to cut the fat off or, you know, remove the skin. You can save a lot of money doing it that way. Um, now, but storing meat is, is also an issue. So, you know, you're going to pack your freezer full of it. And then, you know, what you, Chuck, you just mentioned something about an EMP. A lot of these things seemed unreasonable, you know, a few years ago, not realistic, but the truth is we've seen the power grids failing in the United States. And the idea of a cyber attack is not, you know, completely crazy anymore. Um, it's reasonable to worry about that sort of stuff. So if you're going to freeze all your meat and get everything stored up and ready to go, you're going to want to be conscientious about that. Have a generator. Um, you know, three yes. days is enough to, to destroy all your meat. You're going to want to have a backup yeah. plan for it. A temperature um, alarm, you know, anything, you know, on your right. freezer might be a good way to go. Uh, you don't want to lose all of that meat. Right. Yeah. So, and it's uh, going to be more expensive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, this is the cheapest meat you're going to get for a while. For a while the stuff that's at the grocery yeah. store right now. So and now is a great time to yeah. invest that, that money in and get ready to go. Just make sure you don't lose that investment by, you know, something, something right. stupid happens and you end up losing all that money. Um, you guys heard me mention that I buy a quarter or a half a cow. No, I haven't since I moved to North Carolina. I haven't found the right guy to buy from. Um, I buy actually fresh meeks. My wife goes to the farmer's market every week and, and we buy from our local, you know, cow guys and our chicken people and whatever. But I, I pay through the nose on it and I don't get excited about buying in bulk like that. And I do get some grocery store meat still. Um, mm -hmm. When I was in New York, I had a hookup with a great guy who was nothing but amazing to me. And he, uh, you know, he got me great meat for very cheap, you know, and I ended up, I did buy a half a cow one year. And I had a big upright freezer. I put it in. It was so new. So basically, he would send it to the butcher, and I would go to the butcher and pick it up. And then I'd go over to his house like a week later and pay him, you know, whenever it was convenient. And uh, mm -hmm. I hadn't even paid for the meat yet. I'd eaten less than five pounds of it and a whole half a cow in the freezer. So I think we were in the neighborhood of like 1400 bucks. And, uh, the, something happened. I think it was something stupid. Like the drain in the freezer stopped and backed up. So what happened was the, the drain, it ended up when it defrosted, it built up a little water and like two inches high, it stopped the air from circulating, which just made the freezer get a little bit warmer, but it was enough that the plastic frozen bags of meat ended up thawing a little bit. And they pushed the door open a half of an inch. And then the humidity got in and it freaking just turned into a disaster. Then everything melted, pushed the door open like all the way. And there was just blood on the floor when I came out. And I had to take it all to the dump. And I'm sure the dump didn't smell good after that. And mm -hmm. it just, it, I, and then I had to go pay the guy 1500 bucks for the meat that was already in the dump. And I, I didn't even tell him. I, I was like, yeah, thanks. You know, the meat's great. Cause I'm like, yeah, I don't want them to feel bad for me. You know, whatever it's, that's my problem. I'm stupid. And, but damn, so try and protect your stuff, find a way to take care of it. But my point is Kevin's right. You know, raising your stuff fresh, having your own stuff, especially something smaller that you can do more on demand, like chickens and rabbits 
um, that you can kind of process it and deal with it on your own terms might be a way better way to go. Plus, having the skill and knowing how to do it, you're not affected by big environment, outside things like, uh, you know, like bird flu and things like that. Yes, it's possible, but you're not worried on the national scale like things are. You know, your your things are pretty isolated. Obviously, you can't control what birds come in and fly and interact with your flock. Yes, they could get bird flu. But the bottom line is when your stuff is separate, you can have a lot more control and you're not as affected by the outside market. So that's mm-hmm. something, you know, to take into account. Now, Kevin had just said that maybe you need to be thinking about small game and stuff like that. Well, you know where I'm going with this, right? AmmoSeek.com. You're like, well, Chuck, I, I need 22 long rifle to take care of that small game. We got you. You want to find the best price? You want to buy it in bulk? AmmoSeek.com. These guys are going to have it. They're going to tell you who's got it in stock, who's got free shipping, what their shipping costs are like if you want to, you know, maybe sometimes working it in, it's not the best deal. So they're going to help present it all to you, lay it all out. You pick out what you like. Maybe you want to get the deer hunting season's coming up. You know, September's just around the corner. You want to get some 30-30. Um, you know, you need to be ready for shit. Guess what? Ammoseek.com. Hard to find at your local store. They're going to tell you who's got it, who's got the best price, and who can ship it to you. So I don't know how you'd go wrong with something like that. I mean, bottom line, if you're going to do all the legwork, do everything for me, and just make it easy, I don't know why I'm not buying thousands of bullets every day. I mean, that's the <laughs> bottom line. I mean, right. right now I'm on the thousands of bullets every week schedule. I feel <laughs> like I need to step up my game, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to get lost in that. But, you know, hey, each their own. I'm just right. saying if you want the best deal, don't play games. Find out who's got it instead of searching 30 websites like I used to do all the time to, mm-hmm. you know, oh, who's got a sale? Who's going on? Now you can, right now I know what's going on right now today. So moseek.com. Yeah, if you're going to pick uh, up any ammo, that's that's the place to go and find the best prices, moseek.com. All right, um, anything else you want to hit on? Oh, did you I see that guy, Alexei Navalny, uh, disappeared? Do you remember him? He was the he was uh, yeah. the the he was running for president in uh, Russia, and then uh, they poisoned him with some weird radioactive right. shit. They put it on his underwear band, and then yes. uh, he went to a hospital, and and I think he was in he was in Europe somewhere, and uh, because he was in the hospital because they poisoned him, uh, his he he didn't check in for his prob- probation hearing, so he went to prison. And now uh, right. they're extending his prison sentence by several years by uh, for fraud or something. But then he just disappeared. Oh, yeah, sure. He's not in the prison that he was in, in before. Escape artist. Yeah, well. Is that not what I, you nobody, were thinking? That that's not what, what I thinking? think happened to him. No. Oh, no, okay. but I think uh, I, it's not a good idea. It's not smart to be, um, uh, uh, to be, run a, to be a politician government? in Russia. Oh. Yeah. Oh no! You don't want to be a uh, somebody that's a threat to to Putin being elected. Not 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 today. Not in today's day and age. Not healthy. 
No, not good. So, no, (laughs) dude, it's always something in the news. And, you know, whenever it comes to shadiness. But it's funny how our government doesn't seem to be that far away. Like, you know, how often was the joke? I mean, shit, think of all the Epstein nonsense. Um, You know, he still didn't kill himself. Um, Right. But all that stuff, uh, like, we don't even care about yeah. yeah, the white. Did you hear about uh, right. uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's uh, cellmate right. said that she was offered several thousand dollars to kill her? I feel like several thousand isn't enough. You know, like, mm. I, I'd want to get paid. This not is enough deal, to keep your you know? fucking mouth shut. Apparently, no, no, not you know. Hey, that's the thing. It's ridiculous that you know this kind of thing. And, and how does it go on? And, and everyone's like, well, we don't know, but we're not going to get to the bottom of it. You know, like we don't know why those cameras were shut off and, and the guards weren't watching and you know, I, who knows. Right. But I mean, that's fucking mm-hmm. ridiculous. That's exactly, you know, that's my point. That's why nobody raises an eyebrow at the, uh, the whole, you know, prop meat food processing plants getting destroyed. And they're like, well, there was no evidence. Right. And there was no evidence that there was foul play with Epstein. I mean, you know, when you tell me and expect me to believe this shit, you know, it's that whole you say it's raining, but you're pissing down my back. You know, it's right. Yeah. No. Or whatever. It just it's fucking ridiculous. You you can't lie to me constantly and then be like, well, why do you question stuff? You're just an idiot. You know, well, that. Eh, maybe I'm not an idiot. Maybe I'm an idiot if I believe the bullshit that you're trying to get me to swallow, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's all yeah. I'm saying. But yeah. Well, anyways, I'm going to say that the rest have, of uh yeah. The rest of 2022 is going to be worse than 2020 and 2021. I'll tell you that. Uh get ready, man. Things are things are going downhill fast like you like you just said. Yeah. It's just a mess. Um, and I, yeah, there's no sign of things getting better, better. Did you hear I freaking this is this is about a week old now. So, you know, don't yell at me because I'm bringing your your news late. But freaking uh, Biden sent a letter to the oil companies saying, look, you guys keep raising the prices and causing problems. If you don't get your shit straight and bring down the prices, then I'm going to have to start taking over the industry and telling you how to run your business. Yeah. And I'm like, that only seems like that could help. That always works you know? well. If only the government would step in. Didn't we do that in Venezuela? Weren't they the fourth richest country in the world? Mm-hmm. And then the government was like, you know, if we stepped in and helped with the oil and gas business, we might be able to make things better. Mm-hmm. And now I think the, uh, the average uh, household income is zero. <laughs> I was like, that can't even be a thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's the problem. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying it doesn't usually end well. And there's no sign of things getting better. And I'm sure the recent uh, Supreme Court thing decisions lately are going to make us all want to get along and hug each other. And well, I did like just see the State Department. Yeah, I just saw the State Department put out a warning that uh, terror threat has increased because of that. So, um, you know, oh, yeah. that's going to be okay. that's going to be fun. Well, 
obviously when they said that it's increased because of recent Supreme Court decisions, they're talking about how in New York they're going to make them give out concealed carries just because people don't list a good enough reason. I'm sure that's what they were referring to, and we'll move right along at that. Um, You guys want some badass T-shirts? Let people know you're not giving them a fucking inch. Maybe you want to go to PreppingBadass.com. Maybe you want to support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slant PreppingBadass. Or, even better, you have show topics, ideas, things you want to talk about, things you want to hear about. Maybe you have an opinion. Maybe you want to tell Kevin where he can really go. You can email us at PreppingBadass at gmail.com. We always read them. 90% of the time we answer them, and that's all I got for you. So with that, stay safe. There you go. And we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.